Welcome back to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's podcast is about shifting from suicidal ideation to a life with purpose. This was just before I took ayahuasca. I asked the question, what's wrong with me? I asked that question. I remember asking that question. And for the last five or six years, I've been seeing what's wrong with me. Mm. And you know, what's ironic is today, out of all days, I woke up remembering that I had asked that question about five or six years ago now, in 2000, late 2017, early 2018, around the time where I was going through my own you know, spiritual uh, awakening experience. And it was just today, this morning, that I woke up with the answer, now do you know what's wrong with you? And the irony is, the only thing that was wrong with me was my psychology, me living in my own limitations, everything that I have observed and become aware of, of my own mental state. That's what was wrong with me. And so it was like God or the universe was showing me exactly what was wrong with me because I had asked that question. That was a very deep, profound question. I really wanted to know, like, okay, why can't I, why am I not succeeding at, at this coaching business? Like, I've been doing this for a few years now and I want to grow this thing and I want to live a good life. Like, why is this not working? And I had to look at the childhood stuff and I had to look at all the stuff from the past. And that's when the word traumas triggers ancestral traumas. All these concepts started to sprout up. They were like the weeds in my garden that were not allowing anything to grow. So I had to cut out these weeds. I had to till the soil, put in new soil, put in new seeds water it, give it enough sunlight, and that took, that took time. You had mentioned on one of the episodes about asking a question, where does this pain come from? What am I feeling? And then eventually getting an answer. And if I think about it, that question that I asked, I eventually got my answer. And it had nothing to do with anything outside of me. It was me and how I was living my life how I, my mental attitude, my state of beingness, and my psychology. And I have no idea how to explain this. I have no idea how to explain this, but something very profound happened in the last two weeks where there has been a significant shift in how I see life or how I am feeling. And I know that you mentioned there was a day that I I took San Pedro and my energy was so expansive really, that it seemed like it contracted. But that was only because like I was really trying to figure out like how do I really accept what you told me about this this trader guy and that trading service and what it seems like they're gambling with our with our money, with our account. To now at this stage be like, okay, I'm going to accept that because I have it inside of me to do this. I have it inside of me and it's coming out now. Everything that we have inside of us is going to come out. The good stuff, the not so good stuff, whatever the ego judges as good or bad, it's all coming out. Embrace it, walk through it, 
your gifts, your talents, your hidden genius. It's all being activated and remembered. Our, our gifts as divine creators in a human body, they're all coming to the surface. Hey, by the way, I know you're listening to this podcast because you know you have a big purpose, but you may need support fulfilling what you came here to do. That's why we invite you to join the lifepurpose.com support community. Just click on the link in the description or go to lifepurpose.com to check it out. And now back to the episode. How do you believe the spiritual awakening relates to purpose and to your purpose and to the collective purpose? My spiritual awakening was vital for this website because my my mind was limiting me from doing making a significant contribution to the world. So you asked that question, how has my spiritual awakening supported my purpose? Well, before I was just really focused on growing a coaching business to make six figures a year so that I could travel the world and not have to live in New York City anymore. So I could become a digital nomad. That was what was... That was your plan. That was my plan. That was the plan of the ego. That was the plan of the ego. That was what was going through my mind. I could never have possibly conceived, hey, you know what, Gabriel? You're actually going to go and uh, get this website. You're going to spend almost $20,000 to get this website, lifepurpose.com. Then you're going to spend another X thousand dollars to do the site, to manage, to make it up, and to work on this podcast and do all this stuff. That would never went to my mind. But it was because I had that spiritual awakening where it helped me to break that limitation of myself. And I believe that it is, it goes hand in hand with even the collective, whoever is listening today or to our audience, going through you know, a spiritual awakening is like the equivalent of being reborn in a sense. That's the only way that I can really describe it. And it is during that awakening process, it is it is the awakening of a higher state of consciousness in your physical body. And with that, I believe, is where we awaken our purpose, right? You call it spiritual awakening. Maybe it's the awakening of our purpose. Maybe it's the awakening of why we're here. The awakening of our souls. For sure. Spirit. Absolutely. Because like I said... Had I not had that spiritual awakening experience, had I not had this coaching business not working out the way that I wanted to and my plan not going to execution the way that I wanted to, I would not have asked that question, what's wrong with me? And around that time, literally around that time is when I had my first mushroom ceremony, my first mushroom experience. I think it was like November or October 2017. When you say mushroom, you're talking about psilocybin. Yeah, psilocybin, psychedelic mushroom, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Uh, the hallucinogenic type. Mm -hmm. And months before that, it seems like my coaching practice, my coaching business was going nowhere. You know, I had all these certifications. I felt like I was busting my ass, doing a lot of work, and I was going nowhere with this. You were seemingly going in the right direction according to the outer world of course according to the outer world right like but this was according the... to god not really 
Right. So I know that you were you were doing everything in your power from the understanding of your mind, from your ego, which should have gave you, which should have given you the success that you envisioned, but nothing worked out. That's right. Nothing worked out. That's right. And then you started asking, what's wrong with me? Why is this not working? And yeah. then and then you said that you went through like a massive awakening and that's when your life shifted, right? Yeah, absolutely. As you were saying, I did what I was modeling from the outer world. And I also felt very much like a loser because it seemed like a lot of people on social media, they were having all this great success and, and they were... So, you know, even some, I remember even seeing some videos around that time where, where people were saying, oh, I started off my business with, with less than a thousand dollars and I grew it into a hundred million dollars. And I was asking myself, how the fuck, how is this possible? And I was asking myself, how is this possible? How can it, how can this be? And like, I'm trying to do this. I'm, I don't even want to make tens of millions of dollars with this thing. I just want to make enough money so that I can get out of New York City and just travel around and just find myself kind of thing. And I remember the breaking point was when I spent like the last money I had to do a marketing campaign in the neighborhood that I was living in at the time. And I spent the last of the money that I had. I moved into this very expensive place at the time. I lost all these clients all of a sudden. And as soon as I moved in, it was very strange. And as I'm speaking about this time now, I am recalling the words that I was saying as well with that marketing campaign and the last of the money that I had that I had. And I said, okay, if this doesn't work, this is telling me that God or the universe or whatever, this higher power clearly does not want me to do this coaching business anymore. And after this, I quit. I'm I'm done. I am letting go of this coaching thing. That's it. And ironically enough, around that time I came across the documentary, The Reality of Truth, featuring Michelle Rodriguez. One day, randomly on YouTube, out of all the videos, I literally just go to YouTube. The voice just like, go to YouTube. And obviously, I, I was probably like asleep or still going through the awakening or just, just beginning the awakening process. But the voice one day said, go to YouTube. I went to YouTube. What's the voice? Your inner voice. For me, the way that I describe it is like there's like the, the, the monkey mind where you're just thinking about all these things and then there's the voice, the inner voice, the God voice. Mm -hmm. God voice. The higher power speaking through you. Yeah. You, I, think, I think people know what I'm talking about when I say this, but for me, obviously I'm not in anyone else's head, but for me, the way that I can acknowledge that it's the God voice is that at that time, it was a very faint whisper kind of voice and along with like a feeling of like, okay, let's go in this direction. And that's how I would categorize the God voice. And the God voice told me, hey, YouTube, I go to YouTube. The first thing that I see on the homepage is Michelle Rodriguez and the documentary title is The Reality of Truth. Clicked on that, learned about ayahuasca and psychedelics and immediately I was like, I have to do this to figure out what's wrong with me because I had spent the last of the money that I had on the marketing for my coaching business so that I could make some money so that I could pay my bills. 
and take care of myself and grow my coaching practice. But once again, it didn't turn out successful at all. And it was money down the drain. And I had just spent $15,000 that I should not have spent to do, to work with two coaches, a business coach and a spiritual coach at the time, and also put money into Facebook ads. So it was actually more like closer to $20,000. And I didn't get a penny back. At the time, I was very devastated by that. I was very crushed by that. I felt like a complete loser. But I saw the, but at that time, like the only thing that I could think about because I was failing and I saw all these other people like succeeding and they said that they did it with very little money. I thought to myself, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I not doing this? Like, how is it possible that they're doing this and then I'm not doing this? You know, and then ironically, coming full circle, that's the same thing that I was asking myself the last two years because we had worked with that trading coach and he told us XYZ information to then now find out that he was actually lying. It, it's, been, it's been so interesting to see how that works. Even, even with the YouTuber that we met out in Bali, he was making all these claims that he was helping people gain all this financial freedom, but he was fabricating the story. This YouTuber that I'm speaking of, he was advertising that he was getting a specific guy a result, but what, the, what was actually happening was the guy was just doing that so that he can build up his reviews. You know what I mean? And yeah, it just felt, it felt not that I'm the victim, not that I was being deceived, not that anything like that, but there was that thought in my head, what's wrong with me? And um, I don't know if you want to go there or not, but... Um... I believe it is a topic for a lot of people on the planet and it's having suicidal thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you want to speak a little bit about that, that you were trying everything just to make a living or something. And no matter how hard you tried and putting your heart and your soul in it, I would say, and just nothing worked out, you did have suicidal ideations for some time right yes yes and um maybe just speak a little bit about how did you overcome these suicidal ideations and what would you tell the listeners if they have suicidal ideations because their life is not going the way they want to just like it was with you well to clarify on the suicidal ideation yes throughout my life i have experienced that Obviously, it's not a conscious thing where I am projecting that. It's a subconscious thing. And the suicidal ideation, I've been having, I've been living with that, or I've been trying to overcome that since I was a child. I remember the earliest memories were like maybe seven or eight. I did not want to go to school. I even, even today, I think, I remember I had a uh, teacher in the sixth grade and I remember telling him, like, I don't like going to school. I don't like going to school because I do not like people. I don't like interacting with people. And I am sensitive to energy, and I don't want to be around these people, or I don't want to be around these kids. I don't want to deal with teachers. I don't want to take tests, but I'm forced to do this. And that's around the time where I started to have this suicidal ideation but I, at this stage of my life, I'm very aware that it was because of a trauma. Like I had 
I don't know if I mentioned it on previous episodes, but there was a time when I was five or six and I was watching Power Rangers on like a Saturday morning on one of these like channels. And I, all of a sudden I hear something really loud, like land on the floor outside of our apartment. And it sounded like a couch dropped from like the top roof or something. A meteorite. Something like this. But it was actually someone committed suicide that I knew of. His name was Ray. I remember this. And he, uh, from what I understood, he had split his wrists. He cut his wrists. And then he jumped off and he killed himself. And that, again, at five or six years old, you know, when you find that out and then you see that you go, you see the blood after that, you know, later on and they don't clean it up until, you know, the rain cleans it up and your parent, you know, your mom doesn't talk to you about this or, you know, you don't have an outlet to express this trauma. It stays suppressed and it's going to manifest somewhere else. Then on top of that, fast forward to another situation, I saw one of my cousins, she was like, one day we were getting pizza or something like that. And I happened to see her on the, like sitting out outside of the window of her place and she's crying and she wants to kill herself. So, you know, these things I think contributed to the suicidal ideation. But I would also say too, that there would be times where I would experience a great amount of financial stress, right? So it would, I had a single parent growing up that would support me and single mom single mother yes and she i guess the outer world could say that she had a mental breakdown i understand that she was going through her own spiritual awakening and she was also sensitive and energy and she also suffered from or she experienced i wouldn't say suffer that's a state of perception but she experienced sexual abuse and mistreatment from father so you know, I understand that she had her own situation, her own experiences, her own traumas, which, you know, she probably wasn't able to express and get therapy or get help for. But the suicide and ideation would come up strongly with financial distress. At one point in my life, I was uh, homeless. And this was when I was like a teenager and it was very, very difficult. And so there's a lot of times where I would get laughed at and looked at very funny because I had holes in my clothes, holes in my shoes, you know, and it's like people didn't want to be around me. It was like I was a repellent because of, because I had, I didn't have the things that all the other kids were having or wearing and stuff like that. And so, you know, it, it makes you feel like you're a loser. It makes you feel like you're not worth living. Your life is not worth living. You're not worthy. You're not this. And, you know, Fast forward to the experience that I had with the coaching practice, I spent all this money to work on this and to grow my coaching practice, to grow my coaching business. For it to fail like that was very devastating because financial resources growing up in Brooklyn, New York with relatives that were mainly on disability and public assistance was like, like if you lost $20, if you gave away $20, or someone asked you for $20, they would get so upset because it was like asking for $20,000. And it would be like so outrageous that you asked them for money and stuff like that. And the suicidal ideation would come up during these times. It even came up sometimes very strongly last year. I was going through one of the most challenging times of my life. 
one day I'll share the whole story about what was going on and, you know, because there was more to it from last year than just working on lifepurpose.com, working on the website and trying to get the resources, the financial resources to grow, to grow this company, to grow this um, outlet. But what I can say, long-winded answer, what I can say though for people that do suffer from suicidal ideation, what I've come to realize and what I've come to understand Mind you, I, I've never officially taken action on this, but I've, I've like planned out things in my head. Like I would just plan out like, okay, how am I going to kill myself? How am I going to do this? What is going to, and then I would always get to like a point where I would think about like the logistics. Okay. Well, well, how is it going to be like who, when I, when I died, like, what am I going to leave behind though? You know, am I going to leave behind a mess that's going to make someone else's life more miserable or et cetera, et cetera. And that was a big thing for me to not have killed myself earlier because I had student loan debt. And if I didn't pay the student loan debt, that would have carried over to maybe, you know, Yolanda Sarah. And I didn't want that. So it was like, okay, got to stay alive so you can pay off this silly debt and figure this out. I would say, though, for people that are dealing with suicidation, like... How does it relate? I'm asking about this because I personally see a strong connection between what you went through, the suicidal ideations, then the spiritual awakening, and then embracing a bigger purpose and a higher calling, which your ego could never comprehend. Yeah, I, when I, as, as I hear you saying that or asking that, I think about your mom and I think about how she had cancer and then she had the choice from the spirit team from the spirit world either die and leave or come back and live your purpose i believe at this stage and from the research that i've done through my uh for my doctorate for my dissertation i strongly believe that we are all here for a purpose and that perhaps it is the soul's destiny to awaken you know it's it's the consciousness within the body's purpose to awaken and to be of service and to make a contribution i want to i want to dig deeper into that because that is very important um so you're saying the soul is choosing sometimes tough lessons perhaps to awaken sure sure i yeah like i when I've thought about my life, and you obviously pointed this out to me many times, you know, I take a more of a stoic philosophy to life. I try to look at things from a more um, stoic perspective. But you had acknowledged as well, like, hey, Gabe, why do you do the hardest things? You know, why do you do these things that are like so difficult? I guess it's because maybe very few people do it. But when like, we think about, if you think about like the story that I've already told about my life and some of the challenges that I've experienced or some of the experiences that I've had, you know, was that just by chance or did I, before I came here into on planet earth, before I was born on planet earth, when I was in fairy dust land, when I was in the universe, when I was just fractals of energy, consciousness floating around, 
did I say, okay, I need to do LifePurpose.com because I need to assist with the spiritual awakening at this time on earth during the, the age of Aquarius and here's how I'm going to do this. And then I pitched, I pitched my plan. I pitched my whole life to God or to, to the angelic realms. And I said, okay, here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need that asshole. I'm going to need that bitch. I'm going to need that motherfucker and that person to help me out. I need them to be assholes to me. I need that person to jump me. I need to have this suicidal ideation experience. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I did do that. And then I manifested in physical form. And then I just experienced all these things. Someone could say that. Someone could say, oh, you chose that. You chose that, right? Take responsibility. You chose this based on your vibration, You whatever, whatever. But I believe that had it not been for the suicide ideation, and I remember there was this one time too when I got out of the military, I had some PTSD. And one night I was thinking to jump off of the George Washington Bridge. This is when I was living in Washington Heights, Manhattan. And I was thinking to jump off the Washington uh, George Washington Bridge. So I went. And I was just looking down. It was a long way down for the job. You're saying that with a big smile on your face. I mean, at the moment, it was not. There was no smiling. I was very sad. But when I think back about it, it's, it is kind of funny. When I think about it, it's humorous to me. Just the amount of, like, height. Mm. You know, the, the, the depth between me and then me having to land on that ground. You know, that would have been a very messy situation that could have probably traumatized someone else. But what was the saving grace at that moment was literally I was there and I was like, God, give me a sign. Give me a sign. Give me a sign. And I think I wanted to see like a quarter or something like this. <laughs> but the sign, see how, see how obsessed I was about money? But the sign that I received the sign that I received was there was this couple that was walking by me. And then there was this guy that he looked back. I remember this. He looked back at me and then he said like in a joking way, don't jump. But then he looked forward and then he looked back again. And I think he was like, wait a second, is this guy about to really jump? Is this guy really about to kill himself? You know? Yeah, it was a very, it was a very interesting moment. And I think that the reason why is because, okay, here we go. The reason why at these times in my life where I felt suicidal ideation, especially in my 20s, is because I didn't have a sense of purpose. That's the answer. That's, that's the answer. Fair. Like expand on that. I believe that is really where we need to expand. Yeah. You know, just real quick, I want to acknowledge that when we had hired developers for this website, for lifepurpose.com to, to work on the website, you had told me that the owner, even the owner, the CEO of the development company that we hired, he asked you for coaching on his life purpose. So what does that tell you? He could be having this job and making this money and doing all this stuff, but is he living with a sense of purpose? That's the key. And there was an interview with Macy Williams that I watched the other day on Diary of a CEO. 
She character talked. of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, the, the the actress from the Game of Thrones, the one that played Arya Stark, she says something very interesting as well. When the interviewer had asked her if she has a sense of mission, he was talking about purpose. And she said, yeah, like she wants to help people be do, more creative. Be more creative and do that as a source of as as a living, to do it from a for for a living, right? And you know, when I think about the suicidal suicidal ideation and the connection that that has with purpose, I can acknowledge now and I'm aware now that those times where I wanted to kill myself was because I did not have purpose. I was living outside of me. I was not feeling supported or really in connection with my soul or with why I'm here. And I felt very lost. I felt very disconnected. I felt like I was going through the motions of life. I felt very unhappy. Don't get me wrong, there's still days where I am feeling unhappy. I was feeling unhappy, but that was because I was going through like a major, like, like in the last two years, I would say this has been like a very, very, very big challenge for me to experience in my, at this stage in my life. When I'm in my 20s and I'm thinking back at this, at this time of my life, I was feeling that suicidal ideation because I didn't have a sense of purpose. I was living outside of me. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I felt very stuck. I felt like intuitively, I felt like, man, like this can't be it. This, this can't be my life. You know, and intuitively, I felt that intuitively, I felt I'm here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but like, did God forget about me? You know, for a long time, I was really angry about this. For a long time, I was very bitter and resentful about this. And I felt like a lot of things weren't going right in my life. But I also acknowledge now that they were going exactly as they needed to, to get me here. You know, it's like when you go down any path to learn anything, to become a master of anything, you're first always going to start off as an apprentice. It's not going to be good in the beginning. At least that's how it's been for me. My, I would say that like, if I go to live, if I live to about a hundred or 90, I, at this stage, I can acknowledge at least like the first third of my life was not necessarily the best. It started to really turn around in like the mid to late twenties, especially around the time where I took the psychedelics, the mushrooms, the ayahuasca, and around that time I met you. And then since then it's been like, it's been a very otherworldly experience. But I would say to the people that may be going through a very dark period of their life where they do think about killing themselves and they may be even plagued with suicidal ideation since they were a kid, is to really ask themselves about their purpose and to ask themselves if they're in connection with their purpose, if they're living with purpose. I don't, I don't believe, at, at least from this stage of my conscious awareness, that a human being just happens to manifest on planet Earth during perhaps one of the most chaotic times of its existence. Humans not for nothing, have really done some fucked up stuff here, have caused a lot of discord here. And I know that there are very 
gifted select people, whether you call them healers or light workers or star seeds or rainbow kids or indigo people or whatever you call them, we're here. We're here. We're here to bring in a new earth. We're here to, we're here. We are literally here at the dawning of a new earth. Like this is, this is the time. If there was ever a time to come here on planet earth, it's here. It's now. you know, we're on the cusp of a timeline where potentially artificial intelligence can take over all of human society and be, you know, create the end of the human race as we know it and have cyborgs walking around. Or we can create a new earth where we're living in harmony with technology and we... And nature. And nature. And we create intergalactic networks with the Palladians and the Arcturians and the Syrians and the Dogons and the... It's like fill in the blanks. Well, Dogons... The Dogons is the Dogon tribe from Africa, I think. They were in connection with the Syrians. Was that the case? I don't know. But... You know, we are on that timeline where we can make some very powerful and beautiful transformations on this planet and on top of that become an intergalactic species or we can continue on this path of causing so much discord and so much chaos and so much harm to the environment and to ourselves that we eradicate ourselves. But I do believe that the the golden nugget or the key to opening up the tre- to opening up Pandora's box and finding out this huge treasure, a life where we could be in complete harmony and balance with everything and elevate ourselves to a level of consciousness that we've potentially never been to before, would be to figure out what our purpose is and to figure out what our gifts are what our talents are, and what we're here to contribute. For me, for a long time, for sure, growing up in Brooklyn, New York with a single mom, growing up in financial poverty, being bullied, jumped, picked on, spit at, laughed at, I've had these moments where, like, I just knew I was supposed to do something with my life. I I knew I was supposed to be something, and I knew I was supposed to be somewhere. I knew that I would not be following the footsteps of my relatives at all. I just I just knew this. Even the times where I was homeless, like no one had to tell me, hey, Gabe, you're going to be one of the most influential people of this generation. No one has to tell me that because God already has given me the vision. I don't need anyone to, to, to validate me, right? Because I just, I just had this vision. I would always just receive this vision when I was in my teenage years. And so like, you know, I'm saying this because It doesn't matter what the background is. It doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. What matters is where your psychology is, what your beliefs about yourself are, and whether or not you're asking that question. Like I was asking the question when my coaching practice wasn't working, what's wrong with me? Like I really, I really wanted to know, like, why could I not make this company that I, that I had an idea for work. And this was at the time pre-lockdown where I had, and I think that that's also the problem with me as a visionary is because I already had the insight for running an online coaching business before the lockdown. I had this idea to create applications before the lockdown happened, before 2020 happened. 
But I, I think my problem was that I was too early, number one. And number two is that that's not where my gift needed to be. My gift, I believe, needs to be here. And that's why I, I said before, like, this will be, the, I think, the greatest thing that I ever do, LifePurpose.com. But I'm saying this because it was in those moments of like pain and despair and like many times wanting to give up and having these failed experiences. I asked this question, what's wrong with me? I went on this journey of traveling around the world with Yuhamba, taking the psychedelics, doing all this magnetic therapy stuff, you know, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm also not a very dull blade. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can give myself credit. Like, I had all these credentials. I had all these certifications to to run my coaching business. You know, I had experience going to school and studying business and finance and, like, all these concepts and marketing. You know, I even had, like, a business before that one. So, like, what what was it? And then as I asked that question... I started to receive the answers and I started to understand that it's my psychology, it's my energy, it's who I've been, it's my attitude, it's my mindset, my belief in myself. That's what needed to get tightened up. And that's when I woke up this morning, thinking back around the last five, six years of our journey, having the realization that that's the answer that I was seeking. And I only need to bring this up because for, for our audience today, they could ask the same question too. Like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Has it ever occurred to you that maybe that's not... Where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Has it ever occurred to you that that's not part of your plan? That's not part of the, the, the plan that God or the universe or higher power has set for you? Has it ever occurred to you that your purpose is somewhere else, but you're actually on this part of your journey right now to just collect just a little bit of data so that you can use that in months time and years time for your actual purpose is the suicidal ideation really your desire to kill yourself or is the suicidal ideation something that you need to acknowledge as there's pain that you have been suppressing that you haven't been able to express and that you need an outlet to express that pain. It was in those times where I felt like I was at my lowest and like I could not go on with my life, where I had the greatest, uh, I would say rebirth moments or reinvention times. Like those would be the times where I had to reinvent myself. And even just like last year, you know, I had, I was having suicidal ideation maybe like a year before I, actually not really it was kind of like more pacified at that time but for a few years before I met you it was very intense the desire to like kill myself then we met and we kind of went on our journey and it was just last year where it, this was the most difficult experience that I had been through in my life mentally where I wanted to kill myself and those thoughts came up again but then I found out that it didn't start with me. And there was a there was a book that I had finished last year. It didn't start with you, where I talked about ancestral trauma. And so I started to discover like, hey, maybe this actually wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't my thought. Maybe it was a thought that I inherited. 
perhaps possibility. But either which way, in those moments, in that moment, when I think we're faced with the greatest challenges and we feel like we can't go on, that's the point of like pivoting. That's the, that's the, that may be the moment where we have to ask ourselves, are we living in true alignment with our purpose? Do I need to pivot? And do I need to reinvent myself from here? Because I can tell you whatever I had been doing in my twenties, I'm sure that it was perfect up until the, like it served its purpose, but those were not the paths. They were like dead ends. I can recognize that, that those were the dead ends for me, but they were just experiences for gaining information that I would need for now. And this whole time, as I was going through this awakening, I was just discovering what my purpose was. And it may have been very intense, but all the experiences and all the challenges allowed me and afforded me the opportunity to now tell the story and to now provide testimony for God and to now share my testimony for God and the universe and, and purpose with our audience. And so I would say that anyone that is going through that challenge of despair and feeling like quitting and giving up, really do ask yourself the question, am I living in alignment with my purpose? What is my purpose? What is the very next step to fulfilling my purpose? Even if I was feeling or thinking about these suicidal thoughts last year, even last year, I just knew I had to keep going. I had to make it through this very difficult time somehow because this is the purpose. It's to inspire other people to live their purpose. And when we do that, when we get people in a state of love, when we get people in a state of living a life where they are expressing themselves in the most creative, unique way, expressing all their gifts and all their talents, that will have a very profound effect on the entire energy of the planet. Everyone, like everyone, I think, has the potential to be like a star and to have that very unique spark that can be admired, but it is going to require a very conscious effort on the part of our audience, on the part of the listener to be in alignment with that and to believe that they're worthy of figuring out what their purpose is and not to settle for, you know, working the job, not to settle for failing or quitting. It's okay to pivot, but never quit on your, your purpose, never quit on why you're here. So how did, how did you shift from having suicidal ideations, your business uh, with being a uh, personal trainer, not working out at all, and leaving New York City, um, going to do ayahuasca in Peru to figure out what's wrong with you? How did all of that then lead you to remembering more of your purpose? It was the contrast. It was being so fed up and so tired of living that life that I just couldn't take it anymore. I, like I said earlier, you know, I was homeless before growing up in New York City. And at this stage of my life, I thought, okay, you know what? I have no kids. I have no partner. I have no wife. I have no nothing. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to sell everything, every everything that I have, 
which I did. I sold all my possessions and I left out of a backpack. And I just said, fuck it. Fuck all of it. This is this is not working out for me. Clearly, I'm very unhappy. And unless I make a change, I'm going to stay like this. And I needed to take action. So that's pretty much what I did. So you let go of your old life in New York and you went to Peru. You were meeting with Mother Ayahuasca for the first time. And from there, it seemed that you remembered and embraced much more of your true path and your true purpose. Is that about right? Absolutely. You said it perfectly. I... And that also relates back to you having a spiritual awakening, which then led you down the path of your purpose. Absolutely. You were absolutely right. I had to let go. So, like I told you, and I shared on today's episode, I had to... I went through that experience of having that last failure with the marketing plan. I spent the last of the money that I had. I was... Like, I couldn't even pay rent at the time. And... I just said, you know what, this is this is ridiculous. I have no idea what's going on. I'm willing to work, quote unquote, work hard, like all these people talk about. I'm ready. I want to I want to work. I wanted to do I want to do 40 personal I want to do 40 sessions a week. I want to do as many sessions as I can. I want to be busy from the morning until the nighttime and make all this money. I want to do this. Why is it not working out? That frustration was like, okay, you know what? This has been going on for long enough. I can't do this anymore. I can't I can't live paycheck to paycheck anymore. This is ridiculous. I have all these certifications. I I got I got the college degree. I got all these silly titles that the outer world said that you need to get in order to be quote unquote successful, in order to be quote unquote somebody. It didn't happen. I was still feeling like a nobody. I was underpaid. I was drained. I was tired. And I said I'm gonna let go. So I did. And when I let go, that's when a whole new life opened up. I lig I was about to, I had already made it up in my mind that I was just going to go. Where exactly? I don't know. This is when I found out about, like, I can teach abroad uh, English. I could teach English abroad. So I was going to do that, and I was going to go to South Korea, South Korea, and that was my intention. I was just going to teach English and figure this out and figure out how to save up as much money as I could while teaching English so that that way I could travel around because that was the goal for me it was literally to travel and to be free of working a bullshit job being in slate in fucking financial slavery being in this financial prison and to figure out my life and to figure out what the hell like is my life worth living like why am i here like that was the whole purpose of that why am i here that was your whole purpose of leaving new york and leaving everything behind yes it was to find out why am i here It was to figure out my life. It was to figure out me. It was to figure out, like, what am I here to do? Because clearly God or the universe or whatever the higher power is did not want me to be successful with this coaching business that I was working on. It would have been very, very simple. It would it would have been the simplest thing in the world. And if God can move mountains and God can move the sky and God is the creator of heaven and earth, God can give me clients. Come on now. Let's be for real about that. for real. Let's be for real about that. Let's be for real about that. And you know how, you know why I say that? It's because look at this now. Look at this now. Look at LifePurpose.com. How is it possible that out of all the personal development speakers, out of all the supposed gurus, out of all the, everyone, all the millionaires out in the world, even a Macy Williams talking about purpose, 
Macy Williams, Arya Stark, multimillionaire. Not a one person like that ever thought to buy the domain lifepurpose.com, but yet we did, really? So this is how I know that it's like, it's God. There's no other way. There's been many times where I could have I could have been dead. There's been many times where it's like, according to the logic of the outer world, there's no way that I should be alive by now. According Even to according to my own biological mother, I should have been dead, on drugs, or in jail. Those are the three options. She never saw, she could never have imagined I would be here where I am today. Never. So who's orchestrating that? Is that, is that really me orchestrating that or is that God? And I would say with 100% conviction at this stage of my life, it's God. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just, I'm just a shell. So would you say that, would you say then you leaving your old life behind and letting go of material attachments and surrendering to the seeking of your soul to why you're truly here brought you closer to God, brought you closer to a higher power, brought you closer to perhaps God within and to your own divinity within. And with that, you connected back to your true purpose. Yes, absolutely. Yes, to all questions and sub-questions you just asked. Had it not been for me letting go of the, the identity, the old life, the old everything, just completely just, just throwing it out and just saying, fuck it, I'm done with this. There must be something greater out there. There has to be something greater out there. What you seek is seeking you. What, when you seek, you will find kind of thing. And you were seeking your purpose. And I was seeking to know why am I here. I didn't think about the word, what's my life purpose. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just wanting to know why the fuck am I still here? Yeah. Why am I alive? Why didn't I not kill myself? Which obviously relates back to purpose and your life's purpose. It's just a different word. Exactly. Yeah. Why am I here? And in the seeking of this, I think it was the equivalent of like purging at this stage. Now I had to purge the material things. I had to purge the routine. I had to purge the attachment, the attachments, the clients, the environment, New York City, the illusions of false security. I had to leave all. I had to leave everything because that, and that's it. And when I lived out of a backpack and I traveled around with you, we traveled around. That was one of the scariest times in my life because I was constantly paranoid about money and how we're going to make it. But that was also one of the most alive that I've ever been because for the first time in my life, I felt free. And I felt like, you know what? If it ends right now, if I do go, if I do die, if God wants me back in the spirit world, what a ride. But something tells me God wants me around for a really long time. So... You know, maybe it's the story. Maybe it's maybe it's the man behind the story or the man in the story. I have no idea what it is. The story is literally, it's only just begun. It's only just begun. And we're only just getting started with this, with this company. And I think that if someone has ever felt even one-tenth of what I felt, or thought about myself, if they've ever thought that about themselves or felt that way about themselves or been confused about their life or wondered why do they live, why do they exist, why does all this crazy shit happen to them, if they've ever thought about killing themselves or suicidal ideation, but they're still here, they, they have to ask themselves why. 
Why are they here? What is the purpose of them being here? What role do they have to play in this human-created experience? And what I found is that the people that experience the most chaotic things or the most wild things are the ones maybe to be like the healers of this generation or the voices of this generation or the next generation, the way shower. That's the best way to put it. The big, the big one way shower. And it wasn't until in these last five years when we started talking about holding events and then lifepurpose.com and what we're working on now where I feel like at this stage, like, hey man, you gotta just stay in the game. You got to just stay in the game. You got to stay in the game to not only just see where it goes, but to share your story, share your testimony, and to make your contribution. And that's that for me at this stage now is what keeps me moving forward. Last year was very challenging, but even in the ideas of wanting to kill myself, it didn't feel like that was me. It was just a very stressful time. It was a very mentally stressful time. And... You know, dealing with that traitor person was, I'm sure that it had to have happened the way that it did. Because, and then you followed up with him about the, his trading service. And then it seems like he's gambling away how money now. Because, man, what a story to tell. Would you say that doing ayahuasca and other plant medicines helped you to live your purpose and to find your purpose? 100%. Absolutely. I am so grateful and so honored and so privileged that these medicines have introduced themselves to me. I do not understand for the life of me why some people are ashamed that they take psychedelics. Because it's it's it, a big misunderstanding. It's very much frowned upon, I think, still at this at this time in our collective experience, which is stupid and it's very ignorant that people do not understand the power of these medicines. But for me, yes, had it not been for ayahuasca, cambo, hape, sananga, I'll list them off, iboga, san pedro, and then obviously, you know, you, and then, you know, some other very key people that have been so vital at this stage of our journey. Yeah, I would not... I would not be where I am today. That is for sure. So psychedelics, mushrooms, you have helped me so greatly. If there is a consciousness of these medicines that is listening to me, thank you so much. Very, very grateful for your help. And I'm very grateful for your medicine. And I hope that more people understand the power of your medicine and they seek you out for guidance and for awakening themselves and elevating their consciousness and clearing out their trauma. Would you say that the psychedelics caused your spiritual awakening or have you already had a spiritual awakening prior to um, experiencing your first psychedelics? No, the psychedelics did not cause me to have a spiritual awakening. I was already having that prior to taking any psychedelics. So your spiritual awakening came naturally at a stage in your life? I guess if you want to say naturally or if it was stress-induced, I don't know. But it was without any use of psychedelics. Maybe it was accelerated with the use of psychedelics, but I've had 
I was doing this series of meditations before. I was I was going to like a happiness meditation uh, weekend or something like this. And I had a very profound experience. And this was months before I ever took my first psychedelics. I think it was 27 or 28 or something like this. So I started having these very profound meditations when I would do them at home. And I started having these very unusual dreams. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I would see repeating numbers like 11, 11, 222, et cetera, et cetera, 12, 12, 10, 10, 909, you know, like these little odd things that I never looked at before. But then one day, all of a sudden, it just like something happened. I don't know how to, it's like, it's like there was a light switch that went on. You are now um, almost 35 in this physical body. And what would you tell the version of you that was 10 years old and 10, 15 years old? What would you tell the teenager version of you that was going through suicidal thoughts and trauma and not knowing where the life is going and feeling paranoid and anxious every single day? What would you tell that version of you right now? Just hang in there. You have a big purpose. For our audience, obviously you are here still listening to this podcast. And the same thing that I would have told myself at 10 years old or 15 years old or whatever the age was, when I was going through my most darkest times, I say the same thing to you. There is no accidents. You are listening to this for a reason. So you have to know you have a huge purpose. Just hang in there. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.